Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Hi, I'm Rachel from Los Angeles, California, and I just quit my day job to pursue copywriting full-time. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to give you the tips, tools, and training to help you craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, that's a huge, huge, huge milestone. So, mm-hmm. Big stop. Big stop. So... Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a concept that might be new to some of you. Uh, But as you start applying for copywriting work, it's definitely going to come across your plate at some point. We're going to be talking about copy tests. So, Kate, what is a copy test? Kind of like what it sounds, right? It's it's <laughs> writing copy um, as a test to see if you're a good fit for any particular role. So generally, these can take different shapes and forms. Sometimes, you know, if you're working remote, a lot of times now it's going to be, um, you know, like a take-home test, if you will, an open book <laughs> versus, you know, I've done some where I was going into an interview in an office and actually did one there. Um, so we can talk about a little bit how those, the different ways they might shake out. Uh, but in general, it's it's a sample brief you'll get, hopefully, if, if it's a good client and they've given you a brief or at least a small assignment and write-up of what they want you to do, some direction, hopefully. And then you sit down and execute that and you prove how you can write in the client's mm-hmm. voice that you can answer the brief and do it in a strategic way. Yeah. It's like we, we always say when it comes to copywriting, the, the proof is in the pudding. People want to see in your portfolio that you have the ability to write copy. And this is kind of like taking it to that extra step. They've seen, they've seen your samples and now they want to just be sure that you are able to truly execute on great copy the way that you have before. And I understand that the, the concept of a test uh, can kick up some nerves for some of us, but um, it's it's almost like a little audition. It's a little sampling of your work for them. Um, now that said, it should be just that. It should be a little sampling because as Kate and I will tell you guys, 
you don't want to be doing work for free. Uh, there's a big difference between, hey, can you write up a, a few sample subject lines for an email like this? Or, hey, what are what headline and subhead would you put on a page like this? Or something like that. Um, that's, yeah, that's that seems like a reasonable copy test. Uh, but if someone is saying something like, hey, can you write up a whole sales page? Hey, can you write up 16 social media posts? Hey, can you, you know, and so on and so on and so on. It better be paid at that point. <laughs> then it better be paid. Exactly. Exactly. So there, and I, I do think that most companies are reasonable. I know that most companies are reasonable and they're not going to try to get free work from you. But that is something to, to keep in mind. Um, you don't want to be working for free. It should truly be a small test of your skills and a small test of your ability to write for a company. Yeah. So for example, one of the copy tests I did, the one I mentioned earlier at going into an office, I had the whole interview and that was the last part of it was, Hey, this is going to be 30 minutes. And I always like to look for that when companies or clients put a timestamp on it. What can you do in 30 minutes? And granted as a copywriter, you're like, Oh, not a lot. Like that's not a lot of time. Um, yes. So I think that really shows, it's an opportunity to show your thought process. It's an opportunity to not just write the copy. What I like to do is ask questions as well to show how I would dig into the problem further and how I would be a strategic partner for the client. And so on that test, again, 30 minutes, it was a sample though that they had already done. It was a piece they had already published. They said, hey, we had actually put out this postcard um, you know, a couple of months ago we want to see what you would do with it. And so I came up with a couple of different headline options for the postcard. Uh, and I think I probably wrote some body copy to CTO, obviously. And um, this is years ago. So this one's <laughs> a little foggy. I remember the detail that it was a postcard and it was a previously done assignment, which I think is always nice when a client says, hey, we've already done this. We're not going to use this, particularly if it's an unpaid assignment. It's nice to feel like, oh, okay, this is A, it's got a time limit on it. And so it's not a big chunk of my time. B, it's not something they're going to now take and use for free. So those two things I like to look for, and you can even ask your client uh, about the test too. Hey, do you plan to use this or how is this going to be used mm -hmm. uh, to get a sense of what they're looking to see? I really like your point about asking questions when they give you the test. I think uh, especially newer, newer copywriters get a copy test and think, okay, I just have to execute on it exactly like they told me to. But if it were a real project, that's not what you would do. If you got a real project from a client, you'd say, okay, this is super. I just need to ask you a few questions to make sure I can execute as well on this as I can. So who's the target audience and what have you done like this in the past? And what's the, what are we trying to get them to do here? And all of that kind of information around the project, because that is essential information to making sure that you do any project well, whether that's a paid project or whether it's a copy test. And frankly, just by asking those questions, you can set yourself apart from other copywriters who are getting the test and just go, oh, okay, I just have to write this test. I have to do this and because yeah. I really want this job. So I'm just going to be quiet and I'm going to turn it in. Um, but you, as that trusted professional, would ask the questions in a normal scenario. So don't go against your gut. Treat this project truly the way you would treat a real project. Don't just, you know, there's it. Obviously, you are writing to your best ability, but it's not just about writing. It's about it's about how you are as a as a partner, as a, a copywriter in the full sense of the word, not just sitting down and writing 
to a brief or writing to a request. And it's easy enough. I think people will get caught. Well, I don't want to reach back out or email the client. It's not necessarily asking them the questions in that moment to get the information you need to write because that takes a lot more time. So just put in comments. If you're writing in a Word doc, you know, using a com- the comments feature, Google Doc, whatever you're using, and putting it in comments as you go in line with the things that you want to call out and potentially even having a list either at the top before your copy sample or at the bottom to say additional questions I'd ask to inform my copy and mm. do a bullet pointed list of things you'd want to know if you were doing this on a real project. That way they get a sense, oh, this is what it's like to work with this person versus the copy sample only shows so much. And I think this bleeds into, you know, folks kind of get a little angry when they ask, well, I have a portfolio. Why would why would I have to do a copy test? Why do I why do I even need to do this? I'm a professional, I'm paid, this is unpaid. And so, of course, you have to weigh whether you really want this job or not. Um, you know, if again, if it's a small sample, how how bad do you do you want this job? Is it worth it to you to do this little test? And so, you know, yes, your copy portfolio shows your best final products, but it's helpful for clients to actually see again, and why the question aspect is so important to see what it's like to work with you because they can't see that from a final product necessarily. They can kind of read about your process and think, well, okay, other people were involved with this. How much is this individual going to, what what are they going to bring to our team and how are they going to work with our team and kind of see that rough phases of a, a very initial, initial draft and see your thought process and not just hear about it. They can actually see, okay, this is what they did in a half an hour, an hour, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like we have you write, uh, or we suggest that you write um, descriptions of the projects in your portfolio and you talk about the strategy that went into solving those problems. It's the same thing just on the other side. Uh, as you are turning in this copy to them, you're talking about, yes, the questions you would ask, yes, how you came out, how you came to that solution. Um, I think that's a really great point, Kate, that, that uh, the, the, end result, the samples in your portfolio are obviously very, very, very clear, but the end result doesn't tell the whole story. And to your point, Kate, a client doesn't know whether, yes, they got to a great result, but the copywriter was a pain to work with, or they got to a great result, but the creative director had to like grab, drag them kicking and screaming. Um, so it's, it, it just gives a client, you know, the thing is, is that hiring anybody is inherently risky. You can have the most fantastic portfolio in the world, but because they haven't worked with you before and they don't know your skills, they don't know what it's like to work with you. There's just, there's, and this is not just, you know, copywriters, it's inherently risky to hire anyone. You just never know what you're truly going to get. Hiring anyone is kind of like a, cross my fingers, I feel like, good about this. Let's give it a shot. And yes, when you're hiring a freelancer or, you know, on staff, on staff, there's obviously a little bit more commitment, but even when you're hiring a freelancer, it's still like, all right, they're going to get money to some degree. We want to make sure we want to, you don't want to waste money on, on someone that you bring in because it turns out they can't actually do what they said they could do. Um, And again, I'm not saying that that anybody who's listening is not able to do that. But what the copy test lets you do, it's it's an opportunity to prove that you can do what you said you could do. Um, So yes, they they may make you a little bit nervous. Uh, I mean, let's face it, anytime you have to sit down 
and do work as a, a quote unquote test, it will, it will kick up nerves. I think even if I sat down and did a copy test, I'd be like, oh, ah. Well, it's the first thing you're working for with a client, right? So even if it was a first paid project, I feel like I have those nerves still with a brand new client because I'm like, ooh, I've never worked with them before. I know I can do this, obviously, but there's still a little bit of that. I I want to deliver my best work for this, this make a good first impression. And the copy test is really the first impression if you have that step in the process. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um yeah, but I would suggest for all of us, reframing a copy test is more just an opportunity to show them how well you can write for them. You know, you've shown in your portfolio, you've shown how well you have written for your past clients. Now, this is your opportunity to show them how well you can write for them. Yeah, absolutely. And so think of it, you know, put yourself in their shoes for a little bit too, to the point Nikki was making before. When they're hiring you, think about if you were hiring a copywriter to work for you, if you want to start outsourcing work, you there's a lot of ramp up time. And that ramp up time to get them ramped up is money you could be making helping your clients. So there's a lot at stake in terms of the actual bottom line and if they bring in the wrong person and spend a lot of time trying to work with that person and then have to inevitably hire someone else down the line, they've wasted a lot of time and resources and energy on that process. So they want to get it right. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it from that sense, and if you ever decide to hire copywriters to work you know, with you down the line, you're going to have to go through that process too and decide, do I want to give them a copy test? Do Is their portfolio reflective of, of the work that they can do? And what would it be like to work with them? And so it could be a great tool that you end up using down the line to vet copywriters that you want to outsource work to and, and make sure that it's going to come back. And yes, you'll need to review it, but to make sure that it will come back and it'll be worth your while to work with them and outsource that you can still make a profit for your business. Because otherwise, if you spend too much time reviewing their work, it's not going to make any sense. It doesn't make sense then, right, to, mm-hmm. to outsource that individual. Yeah, absolutely. Reviewing their work, fixing their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a copy test just gives a, an employer uh, or you, again, if you're going to outsource eventually, it gives you that much more confidence that this is the right person for you. Um, it's not, again, it shouldn't be a ton of free work. So if you're, if you're talking to a company and they want you to do a lot of work for free, that should be at the least a yellow flag, if not a red flag. And remember that it is, you don't have to take work from every single client that's out there. There are so many clients. You can walk away from a client that gives you a, a weird gut feeling. If you're going, and you can always Yeah. You can always ask them too, though. Hey, I noticed that you want three social media posts, one product description, and an email. That's a lot of work. Is there any opportunity to make this a paid copy test, a paid assignment? And if they say no, then okay, you have that information, but you can always use that as a a tool before saying, okay, I'm walk away bye. Um, and I would highly recommend for anyone that does say mm, bad vibes, even if you get bad vibes and you don't want to move forward with a copy test, just let them know to say, Hey, thank you so much for this opportunity. Unfortunately, this is a lot of, you know, a lot of work that I can't do unpaid because I have so many other clients or opportunities, however you want to kind of phrase that. 
but don't burn a bridge. Don't ghost them. You know, you don't like it when clients ghost you. So give them, give them the benefit of giving feedback because that's important feedback for them to know. If they get enough copywriters telling them, "Mm -mm -mm, I'm not going to do this for free, then maybe that'll start changing their mind of how they position a copy test or the type of copy test they want their candidates Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you said too, I love that you said unpaid work versus work for free. Cause I think that there's a like, oh, you're asking me to work for free. That's a, that's going to set a big rift between you and this potential client. But I think putting it as unpaid work is a lot more, it's a lot more reasonable. There's a lot less emotion behind it. And then the thing is too, you know, you can say this is, I think this, the, the, this is going to work end out end up being uh, more unpaid work than I'm available for. You could also say, you know, this is this is going to be more unpaid work than I'm available for. What I can do is I can write you the email or, yeah. you know, offer, offers, offer, it, it's a negotiation, uh, offer yeah. what you're willing to do. You know, if they ask for three social media posts, three product descriptions, three, you know what, say, all right, I can do one social media post, one product description, and, you know, even frankly, those and an email would be a lot, but, um, you know, or I can do an email or something like that. Um, if what they originally proposed was too much, you don't ha- it doesn't necessarily have to be a yes or no. You can propose what you would be willing to do. And you know, the thing is too, is that remember that clients are not, they're not professional clients. You know, somebody may have, may have said, oh yeah, we need to do a copy test. Well, we need to know how they write emails and we need to know how they write stuff, yeah. you know, social media. We need to know how they write product trip. And we need to know, okay, so let's have them write three of these, three of these, you know, and they may just be passing along without actually going, oh wait, this is actually a lot of work. You know, it's, it's an opportunity to, to gently, like we kind of talk about, we coach our clients how to be better clients. And this is that opportunity to say, well, actually, this is, this is uh, a more unpaid work than I generally do. You know, happy to do a copy test. Absolutely. Uh, however, this is generally larger than a copy test uh, than I generally do for a client. Not these exact words you guys know. Don't, <laughs> don't be sitting and writing this down. Uh, we don't perform copy. We do not. No, we're not extemporaneous copywriters. Um, but, but to say, but I would happy to do, you know, this part of it or whatever. It does not have to be necessarily a yes or no in that moment or in that instance. If something doesn't work for you, come back to them with what would work for you and make it an open that dialogue. Because again, it's like Kate was saying, they may not realize or any number. There are any numbers. It's a ghost back again to not making assumptions about what's going on at that company, what's going on in your potential client's head and all that kind of thing. But being willing to have an open conversation and not being afraid to ask questions about the copy test or propose a different version of the copy test or any of those number of things. It just, it shows, I think a lot of copywriters might be afraid that, oh, it's going to make me look difficult or something like that. No, not if it's a reasonable request. If it's a reasonable request or a reasonable suggestion or a reasonable request for more information so that you can do the test better, uh, all that it shows is that you're, you're a professional. Yeah, we're very inspired. You can tell our students if you were part of the Freelance Summit. Negotiation guru Susie Tomanchuk really nailed these points into us. Ask more. 
you're not hearing no enough, you're not asking enough, and use no as that starting point. So if they say, no, we can't do a paid copy sample, then maybe the next step is to say, okay, I understand you can't do a, a paid copy copy test. However, okay, how about we make it this much work versus this much, you know, mm -hmm. for folks that are watching, you can see my hands of big versus small amounts <laughs> of <laughs> samples that you would need to provide, but have all of these different, you know, kind of steps in your processes to say, okay, I'm going to ask this. And if they say no, I'm going to ask this. And if they say no again, okay, then I need to weigh whether this opportunity is going to be worth it. Is it going to provide great samples from my portfolio or be a great experience? Or are there other clients that I can go pitch and work with instead? You mm -hmm. know, copy tests are just part of doing business in what we do. It's not something to look at and say, oh, why, why would they make me do this? It's, part of the part of the job yeah exactly don't don't be that copywriter who thinks you're too good for copy tests you know honestly even if I were hiring a, a senior copywriter I would absolutely want a cop I would want a small but reasonable copy test just because you need to know that they're able to truly do what they say that they can do and chances are they will be able to that's great but you as a copywriter don't don't take on that 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 mantle of no, I'm too good for this. I'm too good to do copy tests. Just look at my portfolio because that's also not the kind of that's not the kind of person they want to work with to begin with, right? There is there's definitely a fine line between giving away a ton of work for free and saying no, I absolutely won't do that. Not a fine line, but there, there's a spectrum there. But you want to stay on the side that is that you respect yourself and you respect your skills, but you also respect your clients and respect their needs. Yeah. All it's all about respect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So if, I was going to say if, but really when you are applying for a position or a role that has a copy test, this episode has given you some insight, um, help to make it a little bit less nerve wracking, um, but also maybe even more so to come back to that copy test and not just think about it in terms of the copy that you're writing, but also the questions that you're asking around it, because that does so much to demonstrate your skills as a copywriter. So we know you just finished listening to this, but maybe make a note of this one and save this one for the future when you have that copy test to get you kind of ramped up and ready to do your very, very best. So we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh